Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to Know Your Gear QA episode 143. I uh, hope you guys had a great week. Uh, I had a good week. It's Friday already. It feels like we were just talking last Friday. Let me go ahead and make sure. Yep, on the replay, it's not going to play for uh, interrupt me, I should say. A um, couple things before we get started. I see that there's already uh, a bunch of you on. Before we get started, I just want to remind anybody that's watching this on the replay that this is also a podcast and you can stream it on iTunes or whatever source you like and listen to it so you don't have to watch my face, which is always a nice, I think, added bonus to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is, whatever we talk about, I take the time after this episode to QA, uh, not QA, index the QA. So uh, on the replay shortly after, usually within about an hour to two hours after the replay, you should be able to click and go right to any of the, the things that subject we talk to, including whatever the headline subject is. So uh, there you go. There's another feature for you. Um, and a couple things I need to do just again, cause I want to get some messages out when the first beginning of this, uh, a couple things last week. Thank you guys so much for, uh, you guys, I told you about Kenneth Russell. He's a YouTuber whose channel at 50,000 subs got taken off of YouTube. He's got to build from scratch again. So many of you guys went crazy and, and, uh, jumped over there. I wish more of you guys would go crazy. Cause the, like I said, he would even help him even more. Uh, not only does he have to get the subscribers up, he has to get his hours watched. Uh, some of you guys actually messaged me and told me that you were leaving it on your, uh, Apple TV, just <laughs> rolling his, his episodes to run up the hours. Thank you for that. I'm sure that's really appreciated. Uh, I put a link again, just like this week. Again, we want to just want to help him out. It's another Another thing. I also have something else cool to talk about when it comes to YouTubers, but we'll hold that one back. And then the last thing I want to talk about, I'll talk about now and at the end. I also put a link because if you guys remember, I did an amp build class with Mojo Tone. A bunch of you uh, and me went to Roberto Van in Phoenix, Arizona, and built um, amplifiers with with Mojo Tone. Well, guess what? They're doing that class again. I put a link down below in the time. I will not be in this one because I already built my amp. But, but uh, if you uh, if you guys are crazy enough, there's 15 slots. They will fill up fast. And also, I will make sure I link that there's also a class in February and there's a class. <laughs> I don't remember the other date. Hold on. You know what? Just because I want to get this right, guys. Um, I want to get to uh, the email from Mojo Tone. They were nice enough to send this to me to give me an update of what they were up to. Um, there is one at Sweetwater. So those of you who live by Sweetwater, that one fills up and it don't need any help from me. So I'm telling you right now, hold on guys. Huh. There it is. Okay. Let me, let me give it to you. Uh, the one in Sweetwater is April 24th and 25th. These are always on a Saturday, Sunday. So if you're, if you live by Sweetwater and, and you're going to be in April, do it now. It's a thousand dollars. It covers lunch and it's the whole class. You don't have to bring anything. You just show up with a good attitude and uh, maybe some coffee if you need it. But more importantly, they have all the tools, everything. You will get a $750 5v3 uh, Fender style uh, amp kit complete with everything you need. And you will build it in the two days. They will help you build this amp in the two days. The class is a thousand bucks, basically paying $250 for a two day class. And uh, it's worth it because for a thousand reasons. First, not dying is always a good reason, but just the fun of it. Um, so Sweetwater April, but that will fill up. So you guys know that's a crazy class. They don't need any help with that. So I'm just letting you guys as much warning as possible. The one in February is only has four seats left and it might even be full because this is the emails a couple of days old. Um, that's in North Carolina, Burgall, North Cal 
Berglana. I hope I'm saying that right. Burgaw. I like that name. B-U-R-G-A-W. Burgaw. Anyways, uh, four seats left. Check that out just because it's cool. I want to do this because this is something I passionately believe in. The idea that you are learning to build something. I have learned so much about amplifiers since doing this class. Just not only uh, learning to do it, but just now when I'm talking to other amp builders and designers, I just have a different perspective of what they're talking about now. So the March 28th and 29th is the Roberto event in Phoenix, Arizona. What I was going to tell you guys, 15 seats on that one, please sign up for it. Cause it goes up fast. Um, last time we oversold it and they're not going to do that again. I can tell. So it, it will get locked down. But what I will tell you is this, I won't be going to that class, but if you guys sign up for the class, any of you guys, please email me at the P McKnight seven. Let me know you sign up for the class. If you're willing down the street, literally down the street, uh, not even two minutes down the street. There is a really nice bar restaurant and I would love to do a meetup Saturday night. Uh, the class ends at six, I'd say seven or eight o'clock. We'll do a meetup there. Probably seven. I'd, be, I'd love to hang out with you guys. Uh, and, uh, maybe have a beer or a tea and, and, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, whatever you want, hot wings, we can do whatever you guys want. So if you sign up for the class, I don't care if it's just one of you, just me and you hang out, whoever it is, but let me know everybody who's goes to classes and everybody who goes to class is invited, uh, just to do a meetup, uh, you know, and we can talk about the amps you did that day. So that's, uh, what I'll do. I'll make sure to announce that over and over and over again until they tell me to knock it off. <laughs> so because I told him I would, in fact, I told him I was going to do it last week and I forgot. But it was the NAM, and it was crazy. Uh, so let's get to some questions. You guys don't want to hear my, my speech. You want to hear some questions. Uh, Blimpus has the first question of the day. Thank you, Blimpus, for posting the first question. He says, Philip McKnight, that's me. Do you make a habit of washing your hands before you play guitar? Yes. Uh, I'd say a habit I have is when I play my guitars, I always wash my hands first. And when I play your guitars, I always wash my hands right after. Um, I, <laughs> that sounds horrible when I say it that way. In my head, it sounded so much more sincere and less like, worried about your germs. Um, my point is, yes, I do wash my hands a lot. Um, you will just make your strings last longer if you wash your hands. Um, I am pretty fanatical about it is an understatement. Uh, obviously, you guys see I didn't get sick at the NAMM show. I told you guys last week I'm pretty fanatical. When I opened my store, so I know a lot of you guys that watch are actually old customers of the store. They all probably remember this. When I opened the store, I did this weird thing, and I thought it was so cool. And it was actually kind of cool. People liked it, but a lot of people didn't like it. I had these custom built stations in my store and we used baby wipes, non-allergenic, non, no uh, fragrance baby wipes in, in, you know, the containers. And I had it designed so you can load them in like a cartridge and you could go up to any station in the store and pull a baby wipe out, wipe your hands off. And underneath the station was the trash can and then play guitar. And then after you're doing the guitar, you can wipe your hands again. And I thought it was cool. A lot of people, believe it or not, even back then when less people were less, tense than they are now. They got offended by it. It was like this thing. But me, I was like, how great is this? You don't have to put your greasy hands on my guitars and, and then you play them and the next guy's all, ooh, I call it baby goo. Every time I pick up a guitar, it's always a guitar center. Sorry, guitar center, but it's always you guys the worst. You pick up a guitar and it's got that crusty, I call it baby goo. <laughs> It really, it's like, you ever pick up a guitar and you go to slide into the first chord and there's like this crusty, like dried sweat on the neck and you're like, just, you're cringing. I cringe, so you know, I don't handle that well at all. I don't, I don't vomit. I have a friend that probably would vomit. That's how intense he's at about it. But 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually funny enough, I should tell you this is, this is a kind of funny story. Um, it was not because people got offended. I took, I took them out of the store. Uh, it was there for years. I took them out because it became harder and harder to find baby wipes that didn't have fragrance or aloe added to them. Um, cause I needed non hypoallergenic baby wipes, the basic baby wipes. And believe it or not, they got harder and harder. And eventually we had to go to like, I think Walmart or Food City, it was like a just a store where they would have the cheapest baby wipes, wherever they would keep the cheapest ones, because we had to get the generic cheap ones because, you know, the, the nicer ones just started getting more fragrance loaded and aloe loaded because you don't want oils in the wipes. Um, so part of the problems I have now is when I go people and they have uh, they have the pump um, Perel kind of things, the, the hand sanitizer. Sometimes they get the ones with the the, the uh, lotion so your hands don't dry out, but the lotion's bad because then you get the guitars all crusty again. So. To answer your question, Blimpus, you probably got way more than you bargained for on that answer, but that's my answer. Yes, I do wash my hands. I'm pretty uh, tough about it. In fact, one thing you'll notice, uh, I work on guitars a lot. So obviously, I'm working on guitars. Your hands going to get dirty. Even in videos, I can't stop that. Um, I, I, You will notice that my hands not only are very clean, but they're usually very dry because, uh, like I said, I overwash my hands. So I don't know if I'm a germaphobe, but definitely... Definitely like to keep my hands clean. So Dobie Doss said first, man, Dobie, you're great. I, you know what? I hope to see you at Summer Nam. I was just thinking about this. I was thinking about Summer Nam and how I don't really plan to go. But Dobie, if you tell me you're going to Summer Nam, I will go just to say hi to you uh, because I missed you at, at Winter Nam, man. It was, it's, it's always good seeing you. At least I get to see the videos. As you guys know, Dobie Doss has a great channel. Please check it out. Um, Sometimes his channel is, it's, it's always funny, but sometimes it's so crazy. I'm watching it and I'm just like, <laughs> you don't know what he's going to say or do next. I'm like, this is going to go either weirdly bad or weirdly good. And most time, well, always it goes good for the most part. Sometimes I'm like, okay, we'll go. Uh, let's see. Uh, I know you guys did some super chats. Let me grab a non, one more non super chat guys. Cause I want to grab the people that were, you know, hanging before. Although I noticed some of the super chats, you guys nailed them right when the show started. Um, member also another thing I should mention up front is I put it on my sheet, my recycled sheet where I write stuff down. I put question first, always put the question mark first. If you have a question for me, uh, please, please feel free to talk amongst yourselves, comment to each other, you know, enjoy, uh, the camaraderie, whatever I'm trying to say, enjoy hanging out. I want to say camaraderie. I don't know why I'm having that trouble tongue tied today, but anyways, enjoy that. But if you have a question, put a question mark first. All right. And, uh, I'm looking for a question mark first. Otherwise I'm going to jump over to a super chat. I think I'm going to jump over a super chat. Okay, wait, let me do Mike's real fast. Then I'll do a super chat. Uh, Mike says thoughts on Michael Kelly guitars, particularly 50 series, Telly series, big fan. Um, Mike, I haven't played a Michael Kelly since Sam Ash took over the line. Sam Ash took over the line and Michael Kelly. They really put, I feel a lot of time, work, effort, money, energy into this line. They really want this to be a brand, uh, that is really good. And, and not that it wasn't great before. I thought it was a great brand, but I mean, they you know, I think they've really put some horsepower behind that brand on top of, um, what Michael Kelly was already doing. Uh, and, I saw the display. Every time I go into Sam Ash, I see the display of them and I tell myself, I'm going to check them out. I'm going to check them out. And believe it or not, I think I talked to Sam Ash guys about reviewing some. I should probably hit that again. I'm trying to stay hyper-focused. Seems like companies right now, they got me. It's like, it's like the whole time I was doing YouTube, I was like, man, it'd be really cool if companies would want to send me something high-end to check out. You know what I mean? Because it's like, like I said, I use this a lot. 
like being a car review channel. You're like, I hope Lamborghini sends me a Lamborghini to check out. That'd be a fun episode. Now I'm finding the opposite. They're sending a lot of high-end guitars, which are really cool, but it's also very impractical to the average viewer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, great. There's another guitar. Uh, you know, so yes, uh, I, Michael Kelly might be a great brand of, of more, I want to say priced accordingly guitars because it's not even priced friendly or price expensive. It's priced accordingly. We know where the consumers buy. I listen to you guys' comments about stuff being overpriced or that's cheap, but the reality is I, I appreciate all your opinions. I like reading them, but the market kind of knows where the average price guitars are sitting right now. And that's what I would like to focus because it's where everybody's buying guitars for the most part. Um, I know you guys did some, some question first comments, but let me hit a super chat. Cause like I said, there was a couple early ones. Let's see the first one. The first super chat of the day goes to, I'm going to mess this up. Uh, to Neil, Neil says, Hey, Phil, your thoughts on the, uh, Levison Levison dude. I'm just losing it tonight. I'm sorry, guys. Levy son. I'm probably still saying it wrong. Levison blade. G I'm just going to say the blade GH4. Cause I know what that is. The guitar. I think Levison. And I'm, again, Levison is, is, uh, he's the builder. I think his name is Gary, Gary Levison. I think he's from Oh, Switzerland, please don't kill me, guys. I once made a joke about the Bo Bodie McBoatface being from England. You guys were like, or wherever I thought it was. Again, I'm trying to do all of this stuff off memory sometimes. Gary Levinson, Levins, Levison. I think a Levy, like Levy, like, you know, L-I-V-I, not Levi, but Levy. Uh, Levison uh, made the Blade guitars, GH4. Yep, from the late 90s. Uh, late 80s, I thought. I thought it was from the late 80s. You could be right. I thought I remember them in the late 80s. Uh, with the variable spectrum control system. Also, Okay, so this is two questions. So first, what he wants to know my thoughts on that. I think the Blade guitars were, to me, the precursor. Back then, I don't think we saw it coming like you would see it now. When I think of Blade guitars now, I think of them as being the first Sur guitars, the first, um, I dare say, Grosch, uh, Exotic uh exotic the brand not <laughs> exotic like uh what else um these not only super strats like charvel's but it was this boutique i dare say high-end fit and finish guitars where every detail was considered one of the things about the blade guitars if you guys don't know and you, some of you guys are probably google them right now blade guitars they did this cool thing they had a string tree on the headstock that was spring loaded. I always thought that was cool because the idea was that if you dive bomb the tremolo or you know dive the tremolo, the string tension gets loose and the string tree would then, because as a spring, kind of like pull down, you know, keep keep tension on this on the string and raise it up. Very cool idea. Um, I, you know, it's one of those things like maybe you know maybe it wasn't as big of a deal that it did that as not, but it's still to think that people were thinking that way. Um, on your on the variable spectrum control, what what I remember about that was especially as a bass player, because you, you have active electronics, it was an active guitar, active meaning the pickups were passive, the guitar circuitry was passive, it had this active boost, uh, something you'd see like from Neil Moser back in the day, again, different, but same, uh, and it had a boost switch, you know, like you guys have seen boost switch now, and you could hit it, and I think it was like a 4 dB boost, or maybe it was a 5 dB boost, and uh, but it had EQ controls, which were really smart at the time. So I think up would be like, bass and down would be treble or vice versa but you would not only boost the signal it boost the frequencies which is really cool on a single coil guitar because you can boost boost it and maybe fatten up those single coils so not so glassy um very cool but one of the things i loved about that system was it was one of the systems that i really learned a lot from looking at years and years ago because if the battery died, the system was passive. In other words, as long as you were like true bypass, as long as you were in the pa in the passive mode of the of the switch, the guitar would still work. 
I always thought that was cool. If you're going to add electronics to a guitar and have active, it's really cool if that if the, if the battery dies, your guitar can, can keep playing music, which is cool. Um, so very cool. Uh, so that's my thoughts on them. I don't know what they go for now. I haven't seen them in years. Uh, I've probably seen one. I have a friend who has a vintage guitar shop in California. Probably seen one his in the last couple of years, maybe because he'll you know he'll get '80s guitars like that and stick them in there. Again, you said '90s, could be '90s. You know, you start blurring when you see stuff but very cool that's my thoughts uh next question on same part two-part question says jet city jca 20 h head is very cool head by the way jet city was a definitely very underrated brand of product uh, as you guys know i just did an interview with mike saldano and uh you know mike was one of the designers of that jet 30 333 i think it was called 333 because there was three partners again doing it off memory uh please guys on this stuff if i'm if i if i get a 85 percent which is a b Please work with me on this. Uh, with the 112 cabinet, believe designed by Mike Saldano. Yes, it was uh, designed or co-designed with Mike Saldano. Uh, Mike would mod them. I don't think he's modding them anymore because obviously the new arrangement, he's not doing that stuff as far as I know. I didn't ask him. I didn't think to ask him about that. The Jet City, as far as I know, they're still alive and limping along. I really hate to say that because if they're not out of business, I don't want to imply that they're dying, but I don't see them anywhere. Um, so I don't know. I hope they're still around. If they're not, you can pick them up for a song. Great, great amps. Uh, uh, every time, if you're looking for the Saldano vibe, man, they have it. it. And for the price, you know, it was, it was the first time a Saldano type amp was affordable besides maybe the 5150. <laughs> so, so you know what I mean? But, but you get the idea. So there you go. I'm just going to do this one. This is STLHD65 said, because you're awesome. He did super chat. Thank you because you're awesome. I say thank you. And then, uh, and let me go back to a non super chat. I know I'm pinning them over here left and right. Uh, and again, question marks first, guys, because that way it's easier for me to find it. I'm going to do Matt. Matt says, Phil, new Epiphone Les Paul classic, going to blow away the Harley Benton SE 550 and other low cost uh, Les Paul style guitars. I hope so. You know, I mean, I like Harley Benton and I like Epiphone. And of course, you know, a lot of you guys have said this for years and I'm not a real believer of this, but just because I don't, you know, think it doesn't mean it's right. Maybe some of you guys are right. Some of you guys have been saying for years that the Harley Benton guitars, the off-brand guitars will force the bigger brands to lower pricing. You might be right. You know what I mean? When I say I don't think so a lot of times, it's not because I don't agree with you in the, in the idea of it. I just, I'm cynical. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, it, everybody has probably a, a conflicting type of personality, you know, right. You have something in your personality doesn't jive with the other things is I, I get told all the time. I'm always, I'm in a good mood. I'm kind of fun, you know, right. I, I like to laugh a lot, but I am very cynical by nature. Um, I try to, I try to look on the bright side of things, but I just assume the worst is coming. It's just, it's in my nature. So um, I try not to be like that, especially now that I'm more public with what my thoughts on the channel and stuff, but I'm cynical. So when somebody says, oh, well, do you think this might happen? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Cause so my cynicism says, no, you're probably wrong, but you know, the time will tell and time seems to be telling. I think the new Epiphone lineup is a definitely a clear sign. And I said that in my walkthrough videos that Gibson Epiphone is listening. Um, and, and when I say listening, I mean the high ups, you know, um, you know, as you know, Al John is someone that you guys have seen. If you guys watch live shows, he's from Epiphone. Uh, he's popped on the channel. You know, there's a lot of employees I've met at Gibson Epiphone that I'm like, 
you know, they, they get it. They, they see what you guys are saying, you know, but they, like everybody, they have a boss. They got to wait for the boss to say something. And now I think the bosses are saying something. So that's good. Uh, so to answer your question, I think it's going to be a good contender against the, uh, to, against the Harley Bentons. We'll see. We'll see. Because essentially, you know, the Harley Bentons are still really good guitars and they're still really inexpensive. So those are good, good contenders. But I'm really curious about Epiphone as a whole. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Andrew says, will you be getting another Kiesel? Man, I, I think I leaked this last week. I can't remember. So here's where I'm messed up, you guys. I don't, I just realized yesterday, I got really tired yesterday. I realized I didn't take a day off from Nam because Nam kind of seems like it's fun, but it's work. So what ended up happening was I've been working nonstop since before I left the Nam without any days off. So my, my brain got a little, like I could tell, like I'm just, I started wearing out. And the reason I'm telling you that is because I've done a couple live shows uh, and I did one last week from Nam, but I did, I've done two live shows with the patrons. So the reason I say this, some of the stuff crosses over in your head. That being said, I can't remember what I've told you guys and what I was telling my patrons. So in this case, if I haven't told you guys, uh, I'm telling you now, uh, Kiesel, when they, when I met Jeff Kiesel, I'm pretty sure I said this last week, I'll just keep it simple and fast. When I met Jeff Kiesel last week, uh, him and Brandon at Kiesel, they said, Hey, we're making you a guitar. And, uh, long story short, I have it. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. I'm not going to share it with you guys. <laughs> Sorry, but so, you know, the, the video, I'll have the review out very, very soon, like very, very soon. Um, because it's a, you know, it's, it's a fun video to do. I'm excited about it. So to answer your question, Andrew, I am going to get another Kiesel. I'll have two. And, and God willing, I might try to buy another one. I still want, what's funny is the one they made for me is really good. And, and they said, you know, I agree with them. It's something I would definitely have picked, but then that makes you like them even more. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm a little guitared up right now. So, um, uh, so then that's it. There you go. All right. Um, you guys are funny. Let me hit some super chats. Uh, Cheddar Kung Pao. Hey, Cheddar. So you guys know I did. That's another thing I did. Uh, I was on Cheddar's channel uh, this week. So I did a live show with him. I think we did two hours like I did with the patrons. So again, you see how this is kind of like, uh, you know, you get, that's a lot of live talking guys. Uh, so check out Cheddar's channel. What I like about when I go on channels like Ben Coombs or Cheddar, um, is uh it's actually it's like you guys remember this channel where you you know you could read most of the questions which is great um and of course that won't be for long those channels are growing as well too but if you want to see more intimate environment and less fast environment sometimes that's nice if you're looking for something where you get to you know hear a bit more in-depth talk about a subject but to Cheddar's question said, should I buy an Epiphone 59 reissue to, pair, to compare against my R9? Cheddar, you know the rules on the channel. If you ask me if you should buy, a, should buy a guitar, the answer is yes. I need to slow down. I know it's because I'm dehydrated. Uh, I went to the gym today and I'm tired. So uh, let's see. It says, uh, should I buy an Epiphone? I just read this 59 to compare against the R9. I'm repeating it just in case. And the answer is yes, Cheddar, as we've discussed. So I guess Cheddar's stuck now. He's got to buy it. <laughs> so um, Nick Gore says, will you do any more budget guitar reviews? Absolutely, buddy. Uh, absolutely. Under $250, $350. Yes. Um, absolutely. Um, in fact, again, it, it's weird. I feel like the companies I'm working with right now are seeing more hyper-focused with the higher-end guitars. So... 
So, you know, obviously when you're doing reviews, the review side of this is, you know, companies will send you the product so you can review it. That's how you can get access to lots of gear and, 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 and talk about it. Um, they're sending more high-end gear right now. And maybe that's because they want to move that, or maybe that's what they're noticing is working with other channels. Obviously, I'm excited to check it out because I'm mostly excited about checking out anything I've never seen before. That's me personal. But then sometimes I take a step back and I go, yeah, but what are you guys interested in? And definitely if I was going to pin what you guys are interested in, it's guitars between 250 and 550 is definitely seems to be where the, the focus is. So to answer your question, Nick, I do. And I'm working on something right now as we speak uh, for that. Um, but yes, yes, um, yes. I would love to get that. And, and so, you know, I was uh, actually doing this yesterday. I was online shopping because I got a feeling that the only way we're going to get those price guitars on the channel is, is maybe have to pick up a few. You know what I mean? And see how that goes. All right. Uh, let me do another uh, super chat and then I'll hop over to non-super chat. Excuse me. Uh, Matt Wells says, hey, Phil, besides a lightning bar, he's saying the lighting bar. Besides the lighting bar tailpiece, what's the big, what's the best? <laughs> I'm having trouble with this question. Besides the lightning bar tailpiece, what's the best bridge tailpiece upgrade for a Gibson S Les Paul Jr. for intonation. Okay, so this is where it gets a little tricky for me. And the reason is, is because uh, this is a thing that I've, I've, I've always been confused by. When it comes to the concept of the one-piece wraparound bridge, the, uh, the uh, tele-style bridge, uh, you know, like the string butler, you know, which is that system. A lot of you guys ask about the system that attaches to the headstock of the Gibson. I, I have found... I'm always confused because I have found that when you guys are talking about uh, intonation issues, I have found that in most cases, those bridges are fine. Um, it depends on how seriously exact you're going to get with your intonation. I mean, I have a Peterson strobe tuner. That's what I use. And there's, I think there's a, I think there's a, it's not a confidence issue. I think it's a uh, X, expertise maybe that's not the right right answer because it's expertise too i think it's a huh hold on i just want to kind of illustrate this perfectly i think it's an experience issue i have found sometimes when you're setting intonation if you're new to intonation i'm not saying matt you are by any means i'm just saying if you are new to setting intonation sometimes you get hyper focused on it being so perfect and there's a difference between being dead perfect and you're like good enough for rock and roll so to speak in other words there's only so much your human ear is going to hear. So um, although there are upgrades for that bridge, a lot of times when I'm upgrading bridges, I don't really have a problem with that. You know, really on that on that note, uh, a lot of people ask about the one piece bridge from PRS. My Mira, my main guitar has the one piece bridge. And everybody, of course, tells me they send me emails going, hey, I got one of those PRSs and I upgraded to the adjustable bridge. And they go, you know, obviously you did, too. And I'm like, no, the one piece is fine. It's it's fine. I play, no one's ever said anything. <laughs> um, and I don't hear any issues. I get it right there. So so um, to, to answer your question, you can upgrade it, but I don't necessarily think it's worth it. Um, if you noticed, I did uh, Tyler Larson's guitar. Remember he had the the one-piece bridge and I upgraded to the uh, to the individual saddles. And there was a couple of reasons for that, but really had nothing to do with the intonation. His intonation was perfect on his guitar. It's just there's some advantages to having adjustable saddles. So, but so to answer your question, um, 
you know, this is one of those questions, like I said, so what I decided this, this obviously was too soon to do it now. My goal starting next month, and I'm going to beta test it with the patrons and they're going to help me fix it, hopefully, and get it dialed in is to do the last episode of every live QA every month in my shop. So I'll have the tools behind me. So when you have questions like this, I can pull out stuff and we can talk about this kind of stuff more in detail. Uh, so Matt, that'd be nice. But other than that, um, I don't know. I, and I like the lightning bar tailpiece. I, I don't know why I keep saying lighting, but it's lightning. I don't know what it is. <laughs> L-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-G. We'll go with that. Um, let me go to a non-super chat question real quick. Real quick. Hold on. And again, question marks first. Martin, hey, Martin, what's up, buddy? He did 50 question marks first, so obviously goes, I restrung one of my Martins the other day. Now my first and second strings have dead uh, single tone. Okay, have a dead single tone from the seventh fret up to the 12th fret. What could be causing this? Um, well, there's a couple things. Obviously, anytime you restring the guitar, so the thing about guitars that suck when you restring guitars is, is guitar is that when you restring a guitar and a problem happens, the first thing I like to do is say Occam's razor. The simplest solution is probably the correct one being all things being equal. In other words, um, I'm going to say the restring itself is the problem. Maybe it's the strings. Maybe it's the, how they got wrapped around the post, something happened, but sometimes what happens. So, you know, is that when you restring the neck moves, it just does it's things move. Um, the fact that you're saying that you have a rattle, I want to make sure real quick that it's, you said rattle, you said dead notes, which same thing to me, the strings are dead notes are just, you know, rattling gun time worse. Seven to 12 fret sounds to me like the neck needs to be relieved. So here's what I would suggest. Um, it is very possible, Martin, that when you restring the guitar, did you restring it exactly with the same gauge string? So if it had 12s, did you put 12s or have you gone to 11s? If you've gone to lighter gauge strings, which that would be my guess under your circumstances, uh, then that's what it needs. It needs a quarter turn or more of relief on the neck because the reason you're having dead notes between the 7th and 12th fret. No, 7th to 12th. Yeah. yeah. No. You know what? Even if you relieve it, because it's re relief is really going to fix the problem between the 1st and the, maybe the 5th fret. The other thing, see, this is like I said, this was tough about this on the live show. I'm trying to work through all the scenarios in my head. A couple things, Martin, the bridge, see, it sounds like the bridge is too low now. And it is possible if the bridge fell out, did you notice that there was a shim in there? Sometimes that happens. You lose the shim. I don't know if the bridge would have fell out. The other thing that could be possible is the bridge was maybe set in incorrectly before and it was it was resting on the side and not all the way down and now it's all the way down it's too low either way it sounds like it's too low um either way i would relieve the neck a quarter turn to see if that alleviates the problem although i don't think that's the 100 the cause that will help you diagnose what is going on the other thing you have to be aware of is is that you may have to restring it again that's another thing. That's what I was getting at, basically. Like rebooting your computer. Sometimes when you have a bad, uh, you restring your guitar and you have problems, sometimes the simplest thing to do is restring it. It's something that I found people won't do. You know what I mean? It's like in your head. You're like, I just paid eight bucks for strings. I'm not doing it again. But people would bring guitars into the shop and then we would just restring them to see what happens. And then like, oh, it's fine. And we'd be like, you just needed a restring. And we're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, you know, but I understand. Um, that's something I would check, Martin. But I'm curious. Um, I'm curious, follow up. I want to follow up and see what that was. My guess is 
I would do the quarter turn relief because on acoustic, there's not many things that can can happen to the acoustic besides the the neck adjust. Okay. Um, let's see where it is. Hold on. So many questions. Okay, let me do a super chat question because they're just easy to grab real quick. Uh, this one's from BK. It says, unpotted, unpotted pickups, do they sound better? So those of you guys that know, unpotted and potted pickups, I either talk about wax potted. So sometimes lacquer potted, you believe it or not, you can dip them in hot lacquer. Um, uh, but uh, usually when you're talking about potted pickups, you're talking about dipping the pickups in paraffin wax. Unpotted pickups, do they sound better? I've never experienced that, although I constantly see it as a thing. I think my Tim Shaw pickups are unpotted. You see companies unpotted. They originally, all the pickups were unpotted, right? And then they started potting pickups. Eddie Van Halen, I think, said he invented potting pickups. So, right, he said he was the first one to dip them in wax. Uh, and he said he used to, he was melting the bobbins because it was running the wax too hot. But um, I don't. I don't hear it to me. What I hear is they squeal more if they're not potted, which is definitely something that you can tell. Do I hear that they're more alive? I don't know. But I've also never done something where I've took the exact same pickup and had it potted and unpotted and A-B'd it. But the sad thing is, I don't know if I would necessarily notice a difference anyways. I, I prefer sometimes that I just not have a problem. And to me, I would rather have a potted pickup than an unpotted pickup. So if they sound better, I guess my answer would be, I don't really care because they're going to feed back more and I don't want that. Um. Phil. Hey, another Phil. Phil Roof says, I've been listening for a long time, but this is my first chance to listen live. Here's a couple bucks to go towards some new socks. Hey, that's the weirdest thing to ever suggest me to get, but I like it. <laughs> All right. I'm getting new. You know what? I'm going to do it too, Phil. That's a, I'm going to buy some socks. So uh, why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, Dovey Das. Again, Dovey, what's up? He says, I will be at Summernam. All right, Dovey, I will figure out a way so that I can say hi. Because again, I, like I said, I want to I wanna hang out. And then I'm going to do this last super chat and then we'll hop over to non-super chats. Taylor says, hey, Phil, what has been your favorite small watt head? Mesa Friedman, HK, other things. It's easy. Um, I, you know, it's funny. You mentioned the three. And over the years, those are the three I've stuck with. So let me tell you what I like about each one since I have all three. And it's an impossible question to answer for no particular reason than the fact that I have all three. If I if I particularly did like one over the others, I would have got rid of one. Got rid of one. I will hands down tell you the Freeman Dirty Shirley is my favorite amp. There's no question about that. Um, if I needed an amp where I'm like, I want to sound good. I want to be inspired to play music. It's my Freeman Dirty Shirley. It's, it's no questions. None. Um, funny enough, the HK to me, it, it should be the answer where I go, oh, the HK is the most versatile, but that's not actually it. The Mesa to me is the most versatile. The Mesa Mark four or sorry, Mark Mesa Mark five mini that I have that I still have since pretty much when I started my channel, um, to me does everything I needed to do. It's very versatile. It's got a good clean. It's got reverb. It's got a good gain. It's got metal gain. It's got rock gain. It gets loud enough to take to a, sh to show it's quiet enough to play at night. Although I don't like the fan. It's great. I don't love anything about it. What I mean is, I mean, I like everything and love nothing. There's not one sound in the Mesa Mark V that I go, oh, this is the best. I'm just, why? There's no way to improve upon this. Um, but 
I, I like everything it does. In fact, it's almost my go-to every time because of what I said, it's durable, it's small, it's super light. It does, it's versatile in tones, right? It's made in the USA. It's, it's a great quality amplifier. The Hughes and Kittner is definitely the amp that I like to play when I don't feel like hooking up any effects and doing anything. So that's really those, why I go to those three. If I could only have one, I sadly enough, it'd be the Friedman for the reason I just told you. I'm, I've, I've found this amp that I've been looking for, which is essentially what I've been wanting forever, which is a Plexi that I don't have to crank. You know what I mean? That Plexi rock. I like rock, that rock sound. I like when I'm playing. I like, like I, I've said this before. I like when I hit the guitar harder that it sounds harder. When I play lighter, it's softer. I, I like that. Sometimes when an amp like a Mesa and a Hughes and Kinder where the saturation points on them, when I hit harder, it doesn't feel harder. It's just distorted. So it, I play chords while I play light, while I play hard. It's the same. And sometimes there's something cool about that. You know what I mean? Especially if you're playing in front of people because you could just play and it's going to sound good. The Friedman is definitely a game on type of amp amplifier. What I mean by is, yeah, you, you can't go in and phone it in. It, you'll, they'll hear your mistakes. Um, but the other thing I like about the Friedman is I can shove my pedals through it and get, you know, kind of weird sounds out of it. And I, I'm sure I'll be illustrating that soon enough. But those are the three. So those are my favorite. You said what's your favorite. Uh, so I'm going to say the Friedman's my favorite um, of the three. But I've kept all three because of that exact reason. In fact, I could tell you, besides my Fender amp, but you said head, right? Yep, head. Perfect. So my Fender amp, is, of course, is my, my go-to, my, my uh, Princeton. Uh, in heads, in my amp heads, without a doubt, those are the three. If I only had three amps, it'd be those three. So three heads. And then my Fender. So there you go. Um, okay, hold on. Let's do a non-super chat. Oh, it's moving. The screen is scrolling so fast. <laughs> Jack the Rabbit says, Phil, can I come over and jam with you? No, no. See, the trick is I go jam other places. There is no way I'm ever going to have be able to have a jam at my house. My wife and family listen to me play all week. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm playing every day if i'm not doing something for youtube because the thing that thing that's hard to explain and and it was really pete thorne who who illustrated it to me perfectly when pete said this comment to me and it really kind of you know kind of articulated how i felt i sometimes go man this youtube gig is pretty cool man i make a video it's kind of fun and then pete was like sometimes my playing gets worse when i do too many videos and He's like, because I'm doing so much research on the product. And I'm like, yes, I find the same thing. You know, I, I think I've done this. Sometimes I do a video on an amp, like the Freeman Dirty Shirley. Obviously, I like it. I'm enjoying it, playing it. It's not work. It's, I mean, it's work, but it's not work. But you have to really play this stuff and get used to it and figure it out so that you can find the best way to talk about it. Um, so what I'm saying is, is that, uh, what am I saying? I'm saying that basically I play this stuff really loud all day is what I'm trying to tell you. So basically if I was to say, Hey, this Saturday I'm having a jam. I wife like, that's great. Go, <laughs> go do. So I like to go jam places. So, um, and then, uh, Boston, I love it. Boston, B A W S T I N. See, I told you phonetics. I love phonetics, Boston. Boston. Uh, hey, Phil, I'm looking to get a new amp. In your opinion, is it better 
in the long run to go ahead and get an amp head speaker cab or a good combo? This is an easy, easy, easy answer. I used to have trouble with these kind of questions, but now I've learned through this gear thing that I've done what the answer is. If you think you're going to have one or two amplifiers, probably go combos. Combos sound great. They're they're how the, the company intended the product to sound because you're going to have the right speaker matched to the right amplifier. You can usually find a better deal on them. They're going to be less expensive, obviously, than buying them separate. There's really no reason to have a head and cabinet if you're just going to have one or two amplifiers. Maybe push it to three. However, if you think you're going to start collecting up some amplifiers, and I mean collecting like five or six, I think the smart money is on the heads. And I used to do nothing but heads, and then I slowly brought in combos. And here's what's funny. In the last two years, I've sold a bunch of my amps uh, my custom coupe 36, my Ampeg amp, you know, some amps I really liked. And I've had people go, why'd you sell them? And I'm like, real estate. I mean, it's really that simple. If I can't stack it up, then it's got to go. There's only so much room I have. So I can't put 10 combos in the house. It's just, it's just ridiculous. I, you know, I have a normal size house. 10 combos is like the whole, every, I'd have to start like taking in tables <laughs> and nightstands out of the house and put them in the garage. Tell my wife, like, that's where the lamp goes. It goes on that supersonic 22. And by the way, I, <laughs> right. It's like the coffee table's gone. That's now, <laughs> that's now a basement 59. So literally heads and ca cabinets are really for players that want to have different amplifiers. Uh, and the, that's why like I said, I went, uh, everybody asked me, keeps asking me what I think of the Harley Benton cabinet. Because uh, I didn't keep it. I didn't keep the Harley Benton cabinet. I got the Mojo cabinet. But the Mojo cabinet, as I said in the video, was something that I really didn't want to do. But I did this. This cabinet exists because of my frustration with constantly churning some of the gear. And the cabinets are definitely too expensive. A cabinet is a horrible financial proposition. Um, cabinets, to me, like a, a decent cabinet... A 112 or 212 is going to be 500 to a thousand dollars. That's that's just normal, and then you go to sell it and you get 200 to 500 dollars for it. It's pretty nasty. So I, I decided like I'm going to have a cabinet made. This is my cabinet, and I will just start di sticking different amps on it. So that's my logic between heads and cabinets. If you uh, if you're going to do multiple amps, that's a good way to look at it. Hopefully, hopefully that resonates with some of you. If not, let me know what your thoughts on that is. I'm always curious to see. You guys, some of you guys are so much smarter than me. You'll just give me an answer and then I'll just, like I said, maybe we'll, I'll learn from that. And we'll go. Um, Jackrabbit says Home Depot should make cabs. It's true. James Johnson said 412s are awesome. I have a 412 as well. I have a 412. It's just, uh, I agree with you. The 412 is how I fix bad sounding amps. When I have an amp that doesn't sound that great, I learned that putting it on a bigger cabinet with more speakers like a 412, whatever that amp's problem is, it seems to be less up in your face than when it's on a bigger cabinet. So, okay, let's do some super chats because you guys, there's some super chats over on this side. Um, let me go with uh, Taylor. Taylor says, hey, Phil, what has been your... F oh, he just, I did Taylor's. Okay, Dan. Dan Brown says... Have you shared your guitar influences before? Oh, um, I don't know if anyone's ever asked me that. Uh, you know, who's influenced me? I, they've asked me who my favorite guitar players are. Um, I don't know who my guitar influences would be. Isn't that weird? That's a weird, that's a weird, like you just hit me with that. And I'm just thinking and I can't process who I would say. There's so many guitar players I love, like Nuno Bittencourt, 
uh, obviously, uh, like, um, uh, <laughs> and I say so many people I can name one, uh, Monty Montgomery, um, Bob Schneider again, but I don't know if I have necessarily their influences. Um, so I don't know. Obviously, all of them influence me. Probably part of probably I would say actually I suffer from one of the biggest problems out there. I like too much music. Like I'm a huge Bella Fleck and the Flecktones fan. That just came up recently because somebody was asking me why the Cosmic Hippos in all all my videos. I'm a huge Bella Fleck fan. In fact, I think I've seen Bella Fleck and the Flecktones more than any other band. Um, huge of in Sevenfold fan. Huge. Like again, I think I've seen them three times. Uh, I love Corn. Uh, they're the reason I play a seven string for the most part. Um, uh, I love country music. So the reason I say that is that that's where, that's where you get, I get messed up because <laughs> my influences are actually too many. And you know how you're like, you, you see, ever see that player where they have like 50 influences and then they create this amazing stuff. That's not what happened to me. I just have little pieces from all these people. I should, I, my biggest regret is that I did not, I'm always, my biggest regret is I didn't pick a dude or you know, a, a woman, but it doesn't matter. A player, I should say a player. I, I didn't pick a player and then try to just like emulate that. I think when I see friends, I'm not saying that's what you should do. I'm just saying I regret not doing that because I have friends um, that emulated players to the point where they, they got their own voice. And when I hear them, they go, man, they're really, really good. I feel like I have hodgepodges of stuff like surf rock and you know slayer just stuff because i'm always into something it's like i never stayed consistent with anything but see that's why i say a lot of times so that's a good question on the influence because when i tell people i'm a bass player it's mostly because when i think of myself musically you know what i mean in other words when i play music for people i have spent more time writing music as a bass player recording music as a bass player, playing in front of audiences as a bass player. That's just why I see it that way. My influences on bass are very easy, uh, easy without a deal, without, without even thinking Marcus Miller, huge, uh, Ray Rindo, huge, uh, Michelle and Deo Cello, huge influence, uh, on, on me as a bass player. When I think of bass players, I, I think, man, everything I play is me trying to rip those people off without a doubt. Uh, Stu Ham, you know what I mean? Uh, that's, that's just, you know, no, no problem. Guitar, it gets a little tricky. You know what I mean? Cause I, I learned licks and chords and phrases. And then most of my playing now is just playing with other musicians. Um, because somewhere in my playing life, uh, I, I learned at some point, how good do you have to be to play with people? And at that point, I think I realized, well, I think I'm better than I need to be to play with people. I'm just not as good as I want to be. What I mean by that is, when I go and jam with people, you, you, you're playing like three to five chords. That's it. And then you play a little, you know, a little solo. If you want the solo, I usually pass. I don't want it. I don't care. So, um, so anyways, my point is, uh, that's my point, but I'm going to think about that. I'm really curious. Like I said, because I dare, I don't dare say influences because the players I love, I don't really play like them. You think I would? Uh, Michael did a super chat for no reason. Thank you, Michael. Chuck M Music says, "Hey Phil, do you really need all six screws on a Strat tremolo?" Uh, I impulse bought a weird hundred dollar Strat knockoff and decided to use it to learn how to work on guitars. The Wilkinson fits. The Wilkinson fit all guitars. Trim does not quite line up. The answer is no. 
you don't need all six uh, screws for the tremolo. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I've never read anything contrary to this. I'm pretty sure there's six screws in there because they just picked six screws. Made sense, right? Even number across. Um, there are tons of aftermarket replacement bridges for a six screw bridge that only uses two. I would not dare put a six screw bridge on two posts or two screws, right? I think if you're going to put them on two posts, you should have anchored posts. But I don't think there's a problem using four. There you go. That's, I don't know what you're up to with that question because I'm, I'm kind of getting the gist of it. You've got a bridge that's not fitting. Fit, I don't know if you're planning to put three or five or what you're doing, but I'm just going to say I've modded enough bridges where I've only had to put four to replace a six screw system. And then I have a couple more, but let's see if I have any more announcement stuff I want to talk about. Uh, yes, I want to do it right now. Let's do it. So other links I put down below is something I saw from Rift City Music. I stole the idea. Uh, or I'm borrowing the idea. I'm borrowing an idea from somebody. <laughs> uh, he was calling it NewTuber. I love that idea. I don't want to really take the name because obviously that was his idea. So what I want to say is he was doing a shout out. And he did a shout out to a channel. And I'm going to talk about two channels. One is Catpick Studios. I put a link down in the description down below. Uh, Catpick Studios is a good friend of mine. His name is Vlad. Vlad is someone who I've met many times. And for some reason, we never make videos together. And I every time I see him, I say, we need to make a video together. Um, because if he did a video on my channel, uh, obviously I think he would get some subs from this channel because my channel is larger than his. He's he's a great channel. I, I just say check it out if you get a chance. The other channel, uh, and I put a, a little <laughs> disclaimer in there, is Chris at the Guitar Pit. Chris at the Guitar Pit is a patron. Please don't hold him that against him. I think that's what makes him cool. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Uh, I, I want to do the shout out. It's not because he's a patron. It's because he has a really good channel. Um, Chris's channel is fun because if you want to watch some guy buy an expensive guitar over and over and over again, you should watch Chris at the Guitar Pit. Um, that's, it, it, it's actually, it's actually, he scares me um, because I'm afraid for, to watch stuff like that because then I get, I'm the one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I need that. I do need that. <laughs> uh, and then knowing that about myself, I try to make sure I'm, you know, in the right frame of mind and watch his channel, but that's what he does. He does. He likes to buy a lot of crazy guitars. I mean, literally crazy guitars. Um, I was actually showing his channel to another YouTuber and they were like, man, look at those guitars he's, he's got. And I go, I know, I know it's cool. Right? So, um, those are two channels. I don't want to use the new, name new tuber, but I'm just going to say new, new YouTuber. I don't know. You get the idea. I just want to give credit where it's due. Uh, Rift city music used the term new tuber. Thought it was a cool name for a new channel. So check out those channels if you so like. I just want to share that. I thought that was fun. And the other thing is, I want to pre-tell you guys something that's happened because it's the last day of the month. It's the last day of January. January. Next month, I have to drink water, guys. Sorry. We're going to do a contest. It will be late. The announcement will happen, let's say now, but the contest is for two, I'm going to hit quarter million subscribers next month. That's 250,000 subscribers, 60 million views. We hit the 60 million views. The goal was in February to hit 250,000 subs, 60 million views. I, I don't know where we are now in the views, but we'll probably hit 61 million because we're at 60 and a half. The 60 already happened. So that was great. 250,000 subs. I want to do something. Quarter million. I feel like a pretty big milestone, right? 100,000 subs is when we did Sharp Max. For those of you guys that have been around long enough, you guys remember 100,000 subs, two things happened. I retired the first logo, which I've never brought back. Shirt and... 
I did the Sharpa Max videos. I thought that was fun, right? To do that. So here's what we're gonna do for 250,000 uh, subs. We're gonna do a Sharpa Max that you've never seen before. It's all done. I feel confident uh, uh, to tell you this much because I got this much done. I got sponsors for it. I'm super excited. We're gonna build two. <laughs> I was really scared I was gonna hold the wrong number up. <laughs> two ultimate guitars, not strats or tellies, ultimate guitars. So basically, um, through through uh, um, some companies that I'm not going to announce yet, but they're all confirmed. Uh, I'm going to be building two guitars, one for for the channel, one for me, and one for a viewer. And of course, videotape the entire thing. And this is I I, I know how to I know what to give you guys. I know what you you guys are going to be excited about. These are going to be the most detailed Sharpa Maxes yet. In fact, um, it's going to be one video Sharpa Max and then a couple, uh, you know, pre and after type videos to help you guys out. But we'll build two of them and give away one. And uh, I will figure out how to, but I'm telling you guys this now, not to tease you because I don't want to do that. I'm curious to see what you guys think the best way to do a giveaway is. There's three ways we can do a giveaway and you guys tell me what to do. And one of them is not a giveaway, but I just want to make sure you guys hear the options. Um, so please put votes down in the comments. I'll, 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 I'll get adjusted to what's going on. Uh, one is we can sell it on eBay and donate all the money to charity. So then it becomes whoever can bid the most. I, I sometimes don't like that. You know what I mean? I love giving money charity, but I hate, you know, that ultimately it becomes you get it because if you have the most money, although I like giving money charity. So I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts on it. Uh, that's important. The second way to do it is just do a giveaway. I have a website company that you can use. I You just enter to win and it, I hit a button and it randomly picks one of you guys and you win and I ship you a guitar and that's the end of that. The third way is to do some kind of, of, of uh, I'm going to say listener appreciation, but viewer appreciation type, uh, uh, no purchase necessary. Somebody says no purchase necessary. All of them will be, yeah, the, except for if you have to buy it, there'll be, that'll be a purchase necessary. But these other ones will be no purchase necessary. Necessary. I did a, uh, last year, do you guys remember last December I did a giveaway? I gave away like two pedal boards. I didn't give away three, but two pedal boards that were worth like, oh, one was like 2000 bucks. One was like 1200 bucks. But it was a know your gear giveaway. In other words, you had to take a picture of yourself with a know your gear shirt, or you could make a picture with know your gear on it. Um, so that's the two contest ideas. Either just pick you guys by random. No, you know what I mean? You just enter yourself to win and one of you guys wins it. Or it's a viewer appreciation thing uh, where you have to actually send me a picture of uh, like, and I'd follow the same rules last time. It doesn't have to be of you. It could be some people just like put know your gear on a, piece of paper right um but that's but it was great was we get to share some of the pictures right so if you want to come up with a cool picture or if you want to do you're good at photoshop or if you just want to wear your shirt in a cool place um and in that we could do one of two things we can just vote for the coolest picture uh, which last time I did, but this is so serious. I'd have you guys vote or just, we put all those people on a list and then the system randomly picks them. But I'm curious to see what you guys think. Um, again, when this rebroadcast, put your, put yourself, uh, you know, cause again, one thing I like about contests is when you're picking one person to win, it's like, there's, you know, there's a lot of people watching only one person wins. <laughs> that means that everybody else loses. So one thing about sharp my axe that I loved, which is why I'm doing this is I promise you, if you don't win this cool guitar, I promise you good content. I will make videos that at least you'll enjoy this. You'll, I think you're going to enjoy my process part. I have rules for this, this uh, ultimate guitar build. One of them is that the average person can build it. So uh, it's a, it's let's say dare at this early in the game, I'm going to say it's a kit build, but it's not a kit like you've ever seen, not a kit. You, you know, it's just way cooler. So 
my point is uh, to this is uh, uh, there'll be lots of content. So that's why I was saying about the picture thing is that's even funnier uh, to, to do because not only if you guys, you know, one of you wins the guitar, you're going to be happy, but the rest of you, if you don't win, you go, Oh, look, at least we got to see all those pictures. We got to see how the guitars get made. It's, it's fun. Right. So uh, just let you guys know, I thought I'd do that. Cause again, it's not too much to announce that, but to also to solicit you guys for help, <laughs> help. So, uh, uh, Burke, Buck, Buck Mary says crimson guitar build. I did a crimson guitar build. That's the uh, beer caster. Great one. I would definitely do another one. This is not a kit build. I said kit build just, just because I don't want to say what it is yet. I will tell you this when this guitar is done, it's, it's going to be expensive. <laughs> this is, that's why I say when I say ultimate, I don't mean ultimate, like the best ever. I mean, like this is going to be a really si silly over the oh, crazy expensive guitar. That's going to be fun. Um, this is a, a good project. Um, so DR guitar says, how about you let me do the finish DR? I would love to do that. Ex uh, except for there is already going to, it's already going to be finished. It's already, it's like, uh, again, again, uh, to be very clear on this, um, I'm using the, uh, to do these build the, cause they're two, two identical guitars. They'll be exact in every way. Um, the two builds I'm doing the Jurassic park. I've spared no expense. We spared no expense. Uh, literally, this is going to be so obnoxious. <laughs> I mean, the bridges are going to be expensive. All the parts we put on the guitars, the woods, everything is going to be super crazy expensive um, uh, because it's going to be fun. There's going to be a learning lesson in this. It's fun. Again, uh, I'm sorry I said kit build. It shouldn't be a kit build. David said something. I'm not going to say who. David said something that's kind of nailing what it's pretty much going to be. Um, so there you go. All right. So he says, Pierre. Okay. No more guessing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. I brought it up. I just wanted your input on the contest. <laughs> okay. So let me, let me go. I know I got some, uh, some comments. Let me grab a cu couple fast super chats real fast. Uh, and, uh, we got, uh, voodoo fist says, love the show. Watch it every week. Faithfully, man. Thank you. You need a t-shirt Phil McKnight for president, please. No, that's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife once said uh only the worst people are drawn to politics <laughs> i'm again it's not i know that sounds like a political statement and i don't mean to be she was meaning it as a sarcastic joke i thought it was funny so that's why i say it um no i have no interest in in politics I, of course not even yeah obviously what you're talking about but i mean i have no interest in it i'd be horrible um george carlin i think said i used to love i still do love george carlin george carlin used to say everything i thought that mattered when it came to politics but one of the things that somebody said once was george carlin for politics or for president and i think george carlin said something to the effect of you wouldn't want me as president like i'd be the worst at it because i don't care you know <laughs> i just thought that was fun to share um uh, Grumpy Mike says, love the idea of some live show from the shop. Yeah, it's definitely, like I said, it's going to happen. Um, it's not that hard. I'm on a, you know, on a computer here on, on a camera. I have a camera and a mic. Uh, I just take the computer and camera mic. The, uh, I tested it the other day with my laptop and there were some issues. Um, even though my laptop's like a new nice laptop um, with some latency issues. So I just have to fix that. You know what I mean? I was trying to be lazy. I actually, I should say fix that. I was trying to be lazy and I was trying to do it with the Wi-Fi. It's a don't do it. <laughs> so I got to do the hardwire thing. And of course, because Mac, Mac Apple lives in the adapter world. This is the thing that I have to have for my stupid laptop. 
and the other thing you have to have. This thing doesn't have the adapter. I need the adapter that now goes from like Cat5 cable to some probably USB-C now, I'm hoping, um, which, which is only funny because I have a Cat5 cable to Firewire, right? Dude, Mac, dude, Apple... <laughs> I don't want to be a tirade show. I don't want to complain about things. I just got to say, I'll, I'll tell you something that hopefully it's not a tirade. The other day I was at the mall with some friends. We had sushi uh, and um, we were walking by and the Apple store was packed. And I said, look at all those people getting their adapters. <laughs> I said, it must be a new adapter came out. I swear this adapter. So, you know, this is one of two I have. And the reason I have two is because when I went to the NAM show, I got to the hotel to upload some videos and I forgot this. So I had to drive to Best Buy and buy this for $90 to plug this in my laptop. For those of you guys, please don't give me a lecture of why I shouldn't have Apple. I have Apple. Let's just put it that way. It doesn't matter what I should or shouldn't do. I have it. I'm not going to buy new stuff now. So now I'm stuck in adapter land. Um, all right, Rick USA says, what do you think of the Dutch-made hook, wizard head, and cab? It uses tubes and has an assortment of IR. Cab simulation seems more versatile and Fender's master tone. Thoughts? I, I, I know nothing about it. You know, I love Paul David's. Um, I've seen a bunch of his videos. I watched his uh, Strat videos where he was at, at Norm's Rare Guitars this week. I enjoyed them. Of course, that fed me into his next video, which was this hook amp. I couldn't get through it. Um, had nothing to do with him. I just, uh, I don't know what it was. It's like, I don't know if it was the time of day or, you know, I was working and I shouldn't have been watching any YouTube. Um, so I, I just not versed in that amp. Uh, you know, I know he seems super excited about it. I, 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 I'll tell you what's doing it for me. I am, uh, I have a new year's resolution. <laughs> okay. Here's my new year's resolution. Besides I've been, you know, my wife's making me go to the gym every day, which is fun. Um, <laughs> I don't want another thing attached to my phone. I don't care what it is. You know what? In fact, I'm going to tell you guys, uh, you know what? I said this is not going to be a ranch show, and now it's a ranch show. I got to tell you this, guys. So so here's the deal. So, so of course, you know, uh, my wife likes me a lot, apparently. So she's like, you got to go to the gym. So I'm going to the gym every day, which is good. So, you know, it's because uh, not because it's good to go to the gym, but I'm going to the gym to get out of the house. You know, you I become really uh sedentary as a youtuber you sit and email all day and then i sit in the camera all day you do a lot of sitting it's not really good for you so i'm going to the gym every day uh every day so here's the funny part so i need a new scale did i tell anybody this story i needed a new scale because the scale's not working so i go i better should, i probably should get a scale so i go to get a scale and uh, there's only one it, it was at the i was at walmart because i was like okay i just need a scale so i go there and it they have one and it hooks to your phone i'm like i don't want my scale to talk to my phone like i just want to look at the number and then go, go, go walk off and get coffee in the morning right like i don't need this to, so i had to go to, to bed bath and beyond the reason i'm telling you this is i'm really sick of everything connected to my phone i wish i could have the passion some of you guys really love this that everything connects to your phone if i get so so like the idea of an amp i'm not saying the hook amp attached to your phone i'm just telling you guys why i was having trouble getting through the video because it's in my head that if it attaches to my phone, there's so many products that I've demoed over the last few years that are really good products. And the one thing I didn't enjoy was the phone thing is I, I've learned it. So my resolution this year was I'm not doing any more phone apps. I'm done. Uh, I like GPS. <laughs> I like Uber, right? I like having a car show. I, right. I like a lot of apps on my phone, but I really don't want to adjust tones. I have the new Katana and everybody's like, what do you think? And everybody's like, Oh, did you attach it to the app or computer? No, I'm not doing it. In fact, 
uh, I'm just done. I'm done right now for a little while. I'll probably hopefully get back into it because as a gear reviewer, you really need to get into apps because half the companies that are reaching out to you have apps on their stuff. Um, but I'm apped out. That's it. I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, <laughs> somebody says Walmart. That's where he went wrong. Yeah, but it was, it was, I just, well, you know why I went to Walmart. I went to Walmart because I figured it was so crappy. They like how I thought I'd go in there and they'd be one of those scales, you know, where you push on it and the dial spins. Like I was like, Oh, they'll have the cheap one there. That's what they'll, I just wanted that. Like I didn't need like the, the, you know, tempered glass scale with the, that talks, right? <laughs> I just wanted to step on the thing, the spin thing, tell me that I'm too fat. And then I just go, okay, well, I'll get coffee and then we'll go to the gym today. And that'd be the answer, right? And instead, uh, <laughs> um, and then, and then, and then they go there and they, they have the only one they carry has an app. Okay. I'm on, I gotta get off the app thing. Um, so somebody says, like, Dale says, I ordered mine from Amazon. Yeah, I went to um, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond and they had 50 of them there and I got one fine. It was no problem. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, David Elfson says, I need to have Scott Grove on the show. I talked to Scott Grove briefly. We, he said I hadn't mentioned, uh, talked to him. I sent him a message. I went to the NAMM show. I'm just recovering from the NAMM show. Um so it's, it's going to happen. The, the stuff like that stuff, I always, I always like, we talk about it. Obviously I want to do it. He seems to want to do it. Now we'll just figure out our schedules uh, and figure things out. That's how it works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, the, my biggest problem each week is we do this Friday show and I'm like, it's like, I'm no joke. Like, you know, uh, today it was pretty good because I did it yesterday. I put the announcement yesterday that we're doing the show. Most of the live shows, everybody's like, how come you never tell us the live show's coming? Because usually two hours before the live show, I go, I got a live show. <laughs> Today's Friday. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you, you, you know, it's uh, you get busy. Your work's is, is busy. So, um, uh, Aaron says, everyone is talking about weight these days. It's because it's the end of the year, you know, and you, you got to, I don't know. So, I'm only, uh, I'm only talking about because, like I said, my wife said I had to go. And I do what she says because I'm smart because she's smart. So if you have a smart woman in your life, you should listen to her. Trust me. Half the stupid things I've ever done in my life. There was either uh, some woman telling me not to do it and I should have listened to them. So, all right. So, uh, that's your uh, public announcement for the day. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to do some more super chats real quick. Uh, this is from Wolverine. Hey, Wolverine, how's it going? Tip jar, pass it on y'all. That's funny. Thank you, Wolverine. That's nice of you. Uh, the magnetic, the mad magnetic fisherman says, are the pickups videos starting soon? Know your socks. Uh, the pickup videos are not yet starting soon. Um, the I shared the guitar and the information with the patrons. Um, the guitar is the videos as soon. Um, there's still 50. Again, it's just a lot of work to, to line this up. So the answer is uh, the question was, are they starting soon? I don't think so. I'm going to say the end of February is where I think you'll start seeing them. I'm trying part of my problem. And I said I wouldn't do this months ago. And then I started doing it again is I'm telling you guys what I'm doing. And then you're like, where is it at? And I'm like, well, I sometimes forget. Like, I, I talk to you guys on this live show. Like, I would talk to my friends, uh, you know, that are coming over to say hi. 
I'm telling you like my projects actually better yet. I talked to you guys the way I talked to other YouTubers, like, Oh, I'm working on this. And then when I'm done with this, I'm going to do this. And I I'm not aware. I wasn't, I sometimes forget you guys are thinking like, Oh, okay. Well then that comes out next week. Right. And you're like, well, no, man, this is a, it's a process. You know what I mean? Because, uh, because you have other commitment videos that you've already committed yourself to, to do, you know, like I told myself I'd finish these Sharpa max videos and I got to get those out. And you know, um, this week, in fact, think about this. I have a cool video, hopefully tomorrow or Sunday that comes out. I got to release it. I was supposed to release it on Thursday. I didn't because I, I was literally, when I was going through my archive, I was like, wow, I have two no more. I have two NAM videos I never put out. I need to put those out because next week no one will care about them. So. So. Let's see. Stone 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 Dome 93 says just notice your free your Freeman cab says McKnight on it. That is awesome. That is not a Freeman cab. That is the KYG uh, uh, Mojo cab. And yeah, it says McKnight. It has a uh, know your gear logo. You just can't see it. Originally on the cabinet, the know your gear logo was centered right there where the McKnight is. And now it's at the bottom of the cab. And uh, so, yes, it's my Mojo cabinet my uh and there's a video on that i'll put a link when i do the index the i don't have a friedman cab i have a 112 friedman but i don't have a 212 slant so because i have my mojo cabinet um okay so let's go hold on let me grab some super chats because we have kenneth russell hey kenneth uh as you guys know we were talking about him he's is the channel that i'm uh telling you guys if you get a chance please go over there and subscribe and watch some videos so he can get his minutes up and his subs up so he can monetize his channel back and get his channel back going and he said thanks for the shout out uh about the new channel you're welcome man uh again more power to you uh i you know i understand man it's uh and i'm and i'm you know what it is i i, I think we were talking about you on the patron hang really impressed it's tough you know one of the things that i'm sure it, you said that resonated with me was you know you got to start from scratch and you don't know if you should do it i i feel that way sometimes you know what i mean uh it's you know you have momentum on your channel um people who uh, People who watch this this YouTuber game, this gear channel game, um, you know, like anything that watches anything, sports or TV, I, I think they're like, well, you just make videos and put them out there. And the people that are making videos, you know what I mean? When you look at, you know, there's some great channels right here. You know, you got DR Guitars and you got Zim's Guitars and you got, I'm just looking at people who are actually physically here. Um, and, uh, and... There was a bunch more. Obviously, Ben Coombs was here earlier, right? And uh, uh, Brian, Brian from um, the Live Wires, um, they can tell you uh, how hard it is, and you know it's hard. It's hard. In fact, nothing. It never stops. That's the weirdest thing. Uh, so you know, and I tell you that not to be a, a drag or a downer. When I hang out with channels, the best advice I got from a large channel was they said, by the way, doesn't matter how many subs you got, you're going to have to put out every video like it was your very first video. And I said, and I, and when they said to me, I was thinking, yeah, whatever, dude, you have a lot of subs. You don't know what it's like. And I'm like, you know, when you have more subs, you're going to get a couple more views and that's going to get the algorithm going. And that's how it goes. And now I find myself telling smaller channels the same thing. Dude, I could put out a video tomorrow and gets 100 views or I can get 100,000 views and it has nothing to do with anything other than just the luck of making the right video at the right time. So uh, again, it's a, it's a hard gig. So, so Kenneth, I understand your comments when you're saying, you know, and I'm glad you are doing it because I liked your channel and I'm like, I'm glad you're, you're doing it and you're making new content is great. Check it out. 
Nathan Sanye. What's up, Nathan? By the way, Nathan got his uh, his uh, PRS uh, uh, employee guitar. It looks great. Purple. It's fantastic. Um, he said, what about a raffle to donate the money? Oh, that's a good idea. I understand what you're saying. So on the guitar giveaway, instead of doing uh, the uh, put on eBay and then donate all the money to a charity, we could do a raffle to donate the money to charity that, um, where you buy like a ticket, so to speak. Uh, I'm curious. Again, I'm really more interested in what you guys uh, think. Uh, Nathan, that's a great idea. I, let me put it this way. I like that idea already better than just doing a, a um, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, uh, you know, auction. The trick is tracking it. You know what I mean? Um, when it comes to these kind of charity things, I, I really, I really prefer the things where I, I, I say cut a check. No one physically cuts a check anymore, but where I tell my wife like this much money has to go to this charity and she just makes that happen. She's very diligent about that stuff. So I'm like, good done. Now I don't have to think about it. Right. Um, I try a lot of times I tried to get the charities involved where you can just pay them, but there's no tracking reference for that. No, no charity would. I don't know. Maybe you guys know some charities and stuff that'll do stuff that better than the ones I've worked with where what I'd love is I'd love to have a situation where I don't have to be involved with the money. <laughs> right just there you go you know what i mean um because you know i'm sure a lot of you can relate to this sometimes you get a little nervous you know you're like okay well i got 413 dollars for the charity well i should round that up to 450 you know what i mean because you're like i don't know you know what i mean you're just worried that you know that somehow you lost some money i worry maybe it's something i just worry about the silly like i worry like oh what if we got 20 bucks and we just don't know and you know, what if we don't give it to the charity? So, so we do it that way. You just, you try to be diligent. Um, uh, I was, I worry about it. Like you worry about leaving your door unlocked when you leave the house or a soldering iron on. I'm like, do we do it? Do we do what we say we we're going to do? <laughs> and then I'm really make my wife crazy. Cause I'm like, did you do it? She's like, yeah, of course I did it last Tuesday. Blah, blah. And I'm like, did, okay. Can you send me the confirmation on that? And then she gets a little, you know, um, and then Trevor Park Jones said, just because you rock, man, a lot of you guys just, Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Really, really nice. You guys support the channel. Justin says, howdy, if I had, if I had to, okay, if you had to, Silver Sky, Ibanez AZ, the Friedman or the Fender CS, I'm assuming custom shop. I only have the money for one, so I dig the show. I understand. That's a lot of money. Uh, but the way you're telling me, I got to gotta tell you, when you're saying you have the money, I'm seeing it different than you're seeing. I'm seeing Silver Sky is $2,300. bucks. i have been as easy as two grand. The Freedman's three grand. The Fender Custom Shop is $3,600. That's the way I'm seeing the numbers. So um, uh, interesting enough, I have all four of those guitars. I never realized that until just now when you said that. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Um what would I say? Uh, I can, again, I try to tell you guys, obviously, uh, what I would do of those four guitars. My favorite of those four guitars is my Friedman. So my loyalty to Ibanez, uh, the Ibanez AZ comes from the fact that as, as a teenage kid, I loved Ibanez. I want Ibanez. Ibanez will always be this thing that I will always have a spot for in, in, in is emotionally connected. The Ibanez AZs, um, you know, it, it's really cool. You know what I mean? I, I connect. I, 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 so I connect with Ibanez emotionally. The guitars are fantastic, but the connection I have with Ibanez is the AZ factor. The Silver Sky is real easy. I'm a huge John Mayer fan. 
as much as I lose like 10 subscribers as soon as I say that, because apparently that makes you guys upset. Um, and I tell everybody who gets upset at John Mayer, you should go to his concert. Not only will they playing impress you, but there's a lot to look at. <laughs> Take that as what you guys think it means. It's, it's an impressive show of people. It's impressive. Uh, anyways, so that being said, uh, so Silver Sky Attachment is that. The Fender Custom Shop. I, I've said this a thousand times. I have a Fender Custom Shop. I I, I love it because I had it made for me. I I don't... I, I love it because it's a guitar I've had for so long. I've had it since 2008. I've been playing it nonstop. I've worked it in. It feels good to me. It's like home. However... Um, it is not my, it's not my favorite because it's a custom shop. It's my favorite cause it's the strat I played so much. Uh, and it took no time at all for the green strat to actually, uh, and I'm looking at the green one, my green strat to like that more than my custom shop. The custom shops appeal to me as the cool copper color. In fact, I, most time when I'm playing it in the videos, it's because it's, I like the color. It's, you never see copper color guitars that often. So, um, so, um, that being said, uh, I would go with the Freeman uh, and the Freeman's the second to the next most expensive. So, um, <laughs> all right, Tom, Tom, thank you, Tom, for putting the comment. That's awesome. And make me laugh. <laughs> or, uh, um, Chase's mayor shows the way you put it sounds bad. Mayor shows are all young girls. No, thanks. Uh, well, I don't know how old you are, Tom. The, you know, um, yes, it is lots of, at this point, I hate to say it. I, I again, everybody's going to have a perspective of young girls. They're definitely women in the thirties. I mean, John Mayer's 40. So, I mean, you know, when he was 20, they were probably teenagers. When he was 30, they were 20 year olds. Now they're all 30 year olds. Yes. John Mayer concerts are, in, I always say this. If you last show, I've seen him a couple times. Last show it was like twenty six thousand people. I would say twenty four thousand were attractive thirty year old women, and and I don't want to insult those women. Late twenty year old women, uh, beautiful late twenty year old women, and then two thousand guitar players. <laughs> I, you could tell because here's how you could tell. The because most of the guitar players are dudes. That's just the world where it works. So obviously, there's a lot of women guitar players, but we still a majority in the industry of men guitar players. Um, and what's funny about guitar players, you can always tell because they um, they look real intent and their arms are crossed. The boyfriends that the girls drag there, they look miserable. <laughs> so there you go. Ah, I just thought that was funny. Um. so okay um what else do we got we got a few more minutes let's do a couple more minutes um somebody says how much are tickets probably expensive the i i, I the last time i went to john mayer uh, my buddy who owns a, a bunch of restaurants took me and my wife and his wife and we got to stay in a suite uh at the at the uh arena that was awesome the time before that uh my wife was going to give me tickets and i think the tickets she wanted were 200 dollars a whack uh, maybe two fifty a piece. So it's like 500 bucks for the both of us, but she, it was outside venue and had lawn seats and the lawn seats were like, you could buy, I think eight for $25 each. Right. Does that sound right? Yeah. So, you know, you know what I mean? It was like $200, whatever it was, it was half the price of two good tickets to buy eight lawn tickets on a, on a, um, uh, I kid you not on a, uh, what was that coupon thing? Um, you could tell I, I do the shopping in my house. Um, 
I don't know what you call the coupon thing. Anyways, um, you know, that's a it's a coupon thing. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. It's like an online coupon thing, um, like coupon dash or something. I don't know. It's popular. Anyways, <laughs> uh, what I was going to say was uh, I told her to do that. Groupon. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. So my wife bought eight tickets to John Mayer on Groupon and we just invited all our friends and we rented a uh, van, a service. So a van picked us all up. All eight of us sat at the back of the John Mayer concert and had a beer and and had a great a great time. So uh, that's, I would recommend that. So <laughs> you guys are funny. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So I have covered everything on my list. Of course, I want to recap real fast. One thing before we go, I'll try to do two more questions after this. Uh, the Mojo Tone um, uh, amp building class is in Phoenix, Arizona, March 28th. The link is down below. It's like, anyways, I don't want to say the Oh, can I see? Why can't I see the screen that you guys can see? I can. There it is. March 28th and 29th at Roberto Van Luth School of Luthery in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, if you guys are interested, I put all the contact information. But more importantly, if you're going to go, which I highly recommend you do. In fact, so you know, uh, um, I'm trying to get all my friends to go. I won't be there, but I will definitely would love to do a hangout that night, Saturday night at, let's say, 7, maybe 730 uh, at the uh, the place down the street. I will, of course, uh, email everybody. We'll, I'll, I'll put uh, all together. We'll connect all together so we all know. Um, I would love to hang out with you guys, hear about the day with the amps. You know, it's it's like a 40, 50 minute drive from my house, but dude, it's worth it. It's worth it to go um, check it out, you know, talk, talk to you guys and stuff. It. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, Tom said, you'll build a 5e3. It's a, it's a great experience. Not one person I think went and didn't enjoy it last time. So I, I feel pretty good about this. Um, and you know, I'll cut, I'll cut, I'll catch some flack for this, but I've told the Mojo time the tone guys many times over the class should be $1,500. They said that, uh, you know, they want to keep it where it is. I'm glad they are keeping it where it is because it's better value to all of us. But seriously, when you see the amount of work that somebody has to do to make sure, you know, do this class, there's no money in this. They're just doing this to, for, for, for marketing. They just want to get their name out there, but more importantly, they want to help pe teach people how to build amps. Cause they think if you teach how to build amp, you'll buy more kits and buy more amps and guitars or amp kits and pedal kits. So do it. I trust me. It's, it's worth it. Um, it's worth it. Um, yeah. See, Tom says thousand dollars for the class is not expensive. Yes. The amp is $750 just for the kit. If you buy that same amp from Fender, it's two grand. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, and it's slightly different than the amp that you buy from Fender, but keep in mind it has American Transformers, the cat, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm overselling it, but I really feel, um, you know, and like I said, so, you know, they, they let me go to the class last time and they, they, they let me go to the class for free. They gave me the amp and stuff and I promoted it. I'm promoting it this time just because I, like last time, it's something I really believe in you guys. If you have the ability to go, please go. It, it, it's, it's, it's something it'll, it'll make you a better musician it'll be make make you better understand amps it's good it's a good idea there's no reason not to learn stuff and uh, you can see a lot of people making comments so uh, that great that they enjoyed it um okay so uh brent says the problem with the amp kids can't is you can't resell them um people do resell them uh, i i had a really interesting i learned a lot and brad i just want to tell you this because there's two things one, what I've learned about the 5e3 amp kits is that, to be honest with you, they're probably worth strong $350 to $400 used, and sometimes almost to $500 used. Um, 
And the reason is, is because this is what you learn, Brad, that kit, that the 5v3 build is so easy to fix, work with and work on that. A lot of people who know about them now, see, I would never know this. I would see an amp again, like you, Brad, I'd see a 5v3 on, on Craigslist and some guy would probably want three, $400 for it. I'm like, who wants a kit amp? Now, knowing what I know that I could take that amp and with an investment of maybe $150 in parts and time, I can make that amp brand new again and perfect and working better than ever before. Oh, that's a sm smoking deal, right? You know, three, four hundred dollars in better than the seven fifty for the kit. That's one thing. But the second thing is what I've learned is uh, I don't know if I would ever sell my five E three kit because to me, it's a moment in time in my life. Now it's the time I hung out with people and built an amp. It's really cool. Um, the only time I hear people selling their five E three kits, uh, the amps is because they're building another one and another one, another one. I could see that too. You know, like I said, you can't have too many combos, but just so you know, but the resale value is not where you go. So, you know, you go for an experience and, um, you know what I mean? To learn, it's a learning experience. That's what you're going to get out of it. So the, uh, it, it's, it's a piece of history. It's, and let's be, I'm going to be very clear about this, man. I, I hope Mojo does this for years and I know there's other builders out there doing them too. I hope this continues on, but the truth is this is a, this is a dying thing, man. There's soon one day in my life, uh, again, maybe cause I said it like at the beginning of the show, I'm a cynic. Uh, I'm hope I'm wrong, but I got a feeling in 10 years when we're all talking, I'm going to be like, remember when they used to do those classes? They sure don't do those anymore. And that'll be the end. That's when you had your time to do it. Um, so there you go. Uh, and then I'm going to try and do two or more questions or so before I go. Um, I know we went a little long today, but you guys were really nice with the super chats upside down says, no, don't leave. I just got here. I saw you hopped in guys, uh, uh, upside down. I'm sorry. I will, like I said, I try to keep these about an hour and a half at the max. It's when everybody seems to die off the, even on the live part. Um, so let's do some questions. Um, Phil Bradshaw says, Question mark 6,000 times black, black star silver line amps thoughts. Um, I've been heavily checking them out. A, a really nice guy who's a store owner reached out to me who carries the line amps and he's interested in sending me one. Um, and I think if I re I'm going off memory off the email, he's, I haven't responded to him other than I've responded to him that I'm going to respond to him. Um, he's willing to ship it to me and ship it back. And, and so we can have it on the channel. Um, the uh which i'm interested in by the way i'm interested in i i was looking on the research they seem more expensive than i thought they're going to be for what they are but uh again no no experience of that right i just i what i mean by more expensive i mean i thought they were gonna be 300 bucks and they were like six and i was like oh so this is a different thing than i thought it was so to answer your question phil I, i'm gonna do that um i'm gonna try and actually review a lot of black star stuff i told you guys last year my two biggest regrets of the year for reviews was not reviewing any epiphone and any black star and the reason is is because for some reason i just didn't have a relationship that would make that happen with with companies this year i've decided that um you know because of things like the patreon and stuff i'm gonna just do it we're just gonna i'm just gonna say the channel is gonna have to to do that obviously i did some high-end guitars last year and it worked out great i bought them i reviewed them i sold them some i broke even some i made a little some i i sold i some i lost a little <laughs> um but in the end what i'm trying to do is average out so that we can make this happen and so that's my thought on black star and epiphone this year is um the question, I, the only thing, Phil, I don't know is if I'm going to buy the stuff used or new. I'm a little worried about buying it used and reviewing it because then if anything's wrong with it, how do I tell you guys that without it saying, well, I bought this used and that could be something that happened used, right? Um, 
I mean, I, I review used stuff, but you understand what I'm saying. It's like hard to say, like, I got this black star and it hums. That's weird. I don't, you know what I mean? But uh, that being said, um, I also have started working with um, uh, American Musical Supply. So I'm hoping that will also um, um, also kind of create a relationship that allows me to review more gear like that. And obviously, uh, Sweetwater has been kind enough to, to reach out to me too. So I'm hoping, like I said, the retailer alignment will allow, allow us to uh, get hands on more product. Um, last year, like I said, I really feel this is funny. I shouldn't be saying this as a channel, a gear channel. Last year, I did not do enough gear reviews. It was very evident uh, when you look. Um, if you look at the normal gear channel last year, uh, not even my size, just half a quarter than my size, they were pumping out two and three times more gear videos than I was. I was doing other reviews, uh, videos, you know, uh, you know, how-to videos and information videos, which I still want to do, but we definitely got to get some gear stuff out. Um, Caleb says, how would you rate the Fender Blues Deluxe against other more popular Fender amps? Um, you know, the Blues Deluxe, I had a Blues Deluxe because it was tweed. I like it. Um, again, uh, one of the things I like about the Blues Deluxe over the Fender Hot Rod is, um, there's a couple of features. I, I know the big thing difference is the foot switch activates different things. So I think on the Hot Rod Deluxe, you get a boost on and off. And I don't know what the other one does. It's not reverb on and off, is it? On the Blues Deluxe, you get reverb on and off, but you don't have a boost. So you don't have that more button, the more more distortion, which is fine. Um, but I also, I thought I remember the Blues Deluxe is different. Like the, there's a tube attached to the clean channel and where the, on the Hot Rod Deluxe is, again, right now I feel kind of a little disconnected because it's been a while since I've actually played a Blues Deluxe. You know, I mean, a year or two ago, I'd be talking about it, no problem, but I'm now it's been a year and a half since I've actually touched one, a Blues Deluxe or Hot Rod Deluxe since I've gotten rid of mine. Um, how do I fare it against more popular Fender amps? Well, to me, I have a 65 Deluxe Reverb. I like it because it has a tone to it, but I, I definitely not for the money. The 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 uh, for the money, if you're if you're trying to you know buy an amp for the right price, dude, the Blues Deluxe and the Hot Rod Deluxe are are a sick steal of a price, new and used. I think they're a great product. They're one of the few things. And they've gone up so much over the years. I think it's like 730 bucks now. Blues Deluxe probably more because the tweed, right? It's probably closer to eight now or 830, um, which is you know strong money, but you still pick them up for four or $500 used, sometimes cheaper. I sent a Hot Rod Deluxe once for 350 Just I say once a couple weeks ago. Um, I still stand by them. Still love them as amps. They're great pedal platforms. I actually like the distortions okay. They're okay. I can make that work for most situations. Um, and I'm happy with it. I don't, I don't have a disdain for it, but I, man, those, those amps with pedals. So, um, in fact, I, I think I've said this, I, I got the, uh, uh, I got a, I got my, um, deluxe 65 deluxe reverb. I picked it up for like 350 bucks. That's why I have it. It's great amp. It was all modded. It had a, uh, greenback selection in it, uh, a real one from, when I say real, I mean old, like an old one. It's a great deal. So, <laughs> uh, the okay, I'm just laughing at some of you guys' comments. Okay, um, let's do one more question and we'll call it. I'm out of announcements. We're done. So let me do the question and then we'll say goodbye. Um, and I just want to make sure I don't have a super chat and I don't. Right? I don't. Cool. So. Let me look first. Somebody put a question mark first. 
Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, you know what? Here's a good comment. I'm going to do a question and a comment. So comment first. The comment came from Joe Harvey. He said, glary hype. I see that a lot on that video um, and all the videos because like every YouTuber on the planet got a glary guitar sent to them. Um, I don't know what the glary hype is. I When I watched the glary videos, I watched a bunch of them, especially after I did mine. I was curious what other people thought too. Uh, most people were like, ah, there's a problem here. Or this has an issue with it. Um, I don't think it's hype. What I mean by that is I don't, I, I don't think anybody thinks they're more than what they are, which is super, super stupid, cheap guitars. Um, the, you know, um, I mean, like I said, my, my intrigue was you guys kept mentioning because every YouTuber had one when they reached out, I was like, and I looked and I saw $65 delivered. I was like, what the heck? And I, everybody loves to comment on that it's slave labor. And I'm like, well, that's when an iPhone, an iPhone has, has that mentality to it the, you know i mean uh, there's there's obviously worse conditions and stuff but you can tell when a company's up to something glary is obviously trying to either get market penetration or they're clearing out all inventory or they're doing something but there's but so you guys know i also know because i used to buy guitars for so, so every christmas for years that's generally what you'd pay as a retailer for those inexpensive guitars as a retailer so it doesn't shock me that somebody's selling them directly to you for that price uh, we would, we would buy, um, I, I mean, I, Johnson, you know, AXL, uh, Austin, you know what I mean? Tons of guitars. You could buy, uh, tons of inexpensive off-brand guitars at Christmas time as a retailer, buy them in bulk and get them for 65, $70 shipped to your store. And then you'd sell them for a hundred to $120. So it doesn't shock me that they're just, uh, they're selling them direct and they're cutting out the middleman. The really thing I can't, I'm confused about is their shipping costs. They're really getting some kind of really crazy good shipping cross. Um, upside down says Joe, Joe Glare. Oh, I don't know who Joe Glary is. So, so anyways, um, okay. So what else do we got? And then, uh, one last question. I said one last question and I did the comment. Uh, what's up, Doc? Says used golden session in mint condition, four fifty uh, Canadian. Good price? Question mark. Um, it could be the 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 golden. You know, I'm a huge golden fan, and I definitely love the golden session. What I've learned with the golden sessions is the co the color dictates the price. A lot of times, certain ones are are, are more valuable than others. Uh, that guitar is like I think nine fifty new, so about thousand bucks, about half off. Um, I've seen them go as crazy cheap as three hundred bucks. So that's the best deals I've seen. Four fifty is a safe price. I um, you're you're not asking me if it's steel or anything. You're just saying it's a good price. I think it's a good price. At four fifty is a good price, um, because the Golden guitars, and I've said this you know for years since I've started this channel. Golden's one of my favorite guitar brands, and they just have not great resale value. They're no different than GNL. Um, some of the PV stuff, like the American PV stuff. Um, the, you know, Carvin used to have that problem too, before Kiesel came in and kind of fixed it. Now the Kiesel resells are doing better, but, um, but yes. So when I look at Godin, and in fact, so, you know, I want to get a Godin session myself. I've been looking at them and looking at them, but again, I'm trying to buy one at the right price. I would be okay with 450 if it's the color I want. The problem is every time I find one for 400, 450, it's the color I don't want. So I've been holding on waiting for what I want. And I got one last question. I know I said that was the last one, but this one popped in and this is it. Steve, 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 Steve. His name is definitely Steve four times. 
Hey, Phil, have a question about the Hughes and Kittner amps. Do you know the difference between the two Meister Deluxe 40 and the Grandmeister? Yes, um, I have the Grandmeister Deluxe 40. The two Meister Deluxe 40 is 40 watts, but it doesn't have effects, no reverb or effects. There's probably other differences too. But what I can tell you, uh, Steve, is this this is the important part to me. When Hughes and Kittner, uh, th that was the first time I ever worked with Hughes and Kittner. Hughes and Kittner, you know, they were like a lot of companies that go, hey, maybe we should get amps out to YouTubers. And uh, they reached out to me and were asking me if I, they could send me an amp. And the amp I they offered me was the two Meister or the Grand Meister, and the Grand Meister had effects, and I wanted the effects. Um, and I only say that because another channel uh, who who at the same time we were talking, he said, "Oh, I I, I got the Grand or the uh, the two Meister because I didn't want effects. I'll put effects to the effects loop." So the Grand Meister to me is the effects. I I like it better. I had a Grand Meister eighteen. I did not like that that much. It was a good amp. It was a little bright. Um, but I realized that part of the problem was I was really missing the reverb on the clean channel. I wanted that. The Grandmeister to me is the, the win of that amp is the effects. They're built in, they're programmable. It's very, it's a very good amp. That's where I think it really kind of comes to life. So to me, it's the Grandmeister 40 for me, um, is, is what I like it. And again, I like it because I've said this before. It's not that it's my favorite sounding amp of my amps. It's just literally an amp that does something none of my amps do. I think I can take a Grandmeister 40 and feel pretty confident no matter what situation I was in, there's a sound I could use. The, the problem is, is for me, that's just why I said, I like the, the dirty Shirley. Usually for me, I'm looking for one sound <laughs> like rock and roll. You know what I mean? Punk rock, rock and roll, you know, stuff. If I'm doing that, if you're going to jam with some friends there, you're not going to be learning anything complicated to jam. So you keep everything kind of easy, but that's, so that's the difference. And that's what I prefer. And then Dave Moon said, did you get that desert green golden session? I didn't, I didn't pull the trigger. I sat there and stared at it. I put it on uh, Instagram. I thought about it. I thought about it. That's another brand this year. Like if I was going to say what I want to focus on this year for brands uh, to actually, you know, check out and share with you guys. And, you know, for me personally, Golden, Epiphone, Blackstar. Um, I mean, obviously I plan to hit a Reverend guitar this year because that's something that's brought up a lot. I'd like to get one and review it. Um, but as a brand, not a, a, as a product, a product means I want to get one and review it as a brand. I like to, I would like to review a couple of phones, a couple of black stars and maybe a couple of Godins. Um, again, just cause I think it's in interesting Godins, especially cause there's just not a lot of, um, YouTube videos on Godins. You know what I mean? So and they're fantastic guitars. If you're looking for the guitars that are like when I did that 10 guitars that are, you know, high end guitars that are not as expensive or even more affordable than other high ends. Golden is definitely a brand I think about as much. So, all right, guys on that, we went long today, but it was fun. And I hope you enjoyed it too. On that note, I'm going to let you guys go. And, uh, and, uh, I will, um, I will do the read for the, uh, the, um, patrons next week. And then, also, like I said, please make sure you put a comment down below about the contest for next month. What, which one of the ways you thought I should handle that? That'd be fun. And I already mentioned the amp build class. I've mentioned everything on my list. So on that note, I'm going to call it. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you so much for hanging out and watching. And until next time, know your gear, guys.